Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome to the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler here, talking money and investing. I had something come up. Oh, we were in a meeting this week, and, and something was brought up about a webinar somebody attended and or looked at or something like that. But anyway, so uh, the thing was about, we were talking about taxes. And so often what we do is we make big decisions on investing that are tax related. Some of the biggest mistakes, quite frankly, that I've ever seen people make were being, being made because of tax reasons. We're going to do this uh, because this is going to save on taxes. There was a study that was, I talked about it last year some, and it was, it was kind of a funny article. It was like, the very biggest determinant of success as far as you know having enough income in retirement and retiring well and, and, and all of this stuff the whole study and i can't remember the title of the article exactly but it was surprise it was returns and making sure the investment portfolio was put together properly <laughs> that was by far the biggest deal and i'll get i'll get to that more in a second but that was by far the biggest deal but here's what we do. Here's a mistake that we tend to make as investors is we tend to get pulled in by taxes because it's, you know, we hate taxes and it's an emotional thing. And, you know, we know from psychology that we can be sold on emotional things. And we know that, you know, that, matter of fact, there's an adage in sales, sell on emotion, justify with logic. So if, if somebody is appealing to emotions, you, you kind of watch out and go, is there something going on here from a, you know, am, I, am I being sold? Keep that in mind. Think about that. So watch yourself, especially when it comes to taxes, because taxes are a very emotional thing. And, you know, you get, that is one thing that get, people get pulled in on. And, you know, just, oh, you know, you think about the, a lot of, uh, we were just talking about this this week as well in the office how people are getting pulled in by we got to beat the man you know it's uh you know people controlling we don't we've got to try to fight against the establishment is kind of this thought process that goes on with with certain groups of people <laughs> it's like i just you know we got to and and you go well wait a minute maybe the establishment sometimes is there to protect us you know think about the police riots and all this stuff you know the police were being picked on uh, we got to defund the police. And you go, well, who's protecting your rights to own property and hang on to things that are yours? And you just go, what? Really? Uh, so, you know, a lot of times it's emotion that drives the bus when it comes to the decisions we make. And we got to be super, super careful about that because it's really easy to get pulled in on the wrong. Matter of fact, there, there was one thing that they were talking about. It was regarding Roth conversions. And, you know, Roth IRA conversions, you know, we got to convert, we got to convert because tax rates are going up. Uh, and the point that was brought up is, you know, would you rather pay tax on the seed or would you rather pay tax on the crop? And that's an old thing that goes back years and years and years ago that people would talk about that. And I remember going through this one thing, this one program, and the whole program was designed to sell life insurance of all things as an investment. And, you know, I've talked about that before. <laughs> really not a good idea. 
uh, in my humble opinion. And yet, if you look at the numbers, the problem is life insurance costs or mortality costs go up as you age. And just when you're going to start taking income from your life insurance, your costs inside the product are skyrocketing because you're more likely to die at that point in time. So it really sucks down your ability to take an income because if it lapses, you can have all kinds of bad tax consequences. That's a whole different segment. But here is what we were talking about regarding you know, doing Roth conversions. This person was saying, pay tax on the seed. It's much better because you think about the seed. It's a little tiny thing that you put in the ground and then it's this big crop one day. Well, it's, the like, it's, it's just like saying, hey, let's pay tax on money that you earn right now. You know, don't save taxes on your contributions like thinking of a traditional IRA, where if I take, let's say, $1,000 and I'm in a 20% tax bracket, just to keep the numbers nice and round and easy. If I put my $1,000 in and I get a 20% tax deduction, I don't have to pay $200 in taxes today. You know, if I take the money and pay taxes right now, it'll whittle down to $800 because I'll have my thousand. I pay the 200 in taxes, 20% of the thousand. And then what's left is $800. Well, that's much better, isn't it? Then in the future, when the money grows to a large sum of money, paying maybe tens of thousand dollars in taxes, isn't it much better to pay $200 in taxes right now? And you know, it's, it sounds good. Pay tax on the seed. Don't pay tax on the crop later on. But the math is just really bad, uh, you know, especially in the example that was given. Now, there are some times that it does make sense. Like, let's say if you're in a super, super low tax bracket, maybe you're in your first job or like my kids. Uh, I had them putting money in Roth IRAs. No question. There was nothing that made any more sense because their tax bracket was zero. <laughs> now, they have only one way to go in the future, which is up. Or if it's like 10% or something super, super low, it made sense that you could put the money in, pay a tiny amount of taxes, like on a 10% rate. But in this particular webinar, the person was telling me that the, what they were saying was that they were saying, even if you're a really high tax bracket, you know, if 37%, you know, go ahead, pay taxes right now, uh, put the money in, in the Roth IRA. And then later on, you know, it's much, much better that pay that little tax and I said, you know, I was telling the guys, you know, we were talking about it, and I said, that is just ridiculous. That's bad math. You know, if you don't think about the differential, and this is how you make that decision. Let's say that I had, the example was, let's say I had, I'm going to use $10,000. And let's say that my tax bracket was 37%. And I say, well, I'm going to pay, you know, I'm going to go and take that, $3,700 and pay those taxes right now. And then I'll, I'll invest the, the $6,300 in the Roth because it's way better to pay $3,700 in taxes now than have that $10,000 grow into the future. And let's say that, you know, 40 years down the road, uh, you know, now that $10,000 is, let's say if it's, I use a 10% rate of return is $452,000. And then, you know, let's say that I'm in a 20% tax bracket at that point in time. Then I got $90,000 in taxes I've got to pay. Well, isn't it way better to pay $3,700 in taxes right now versus paying $90,518 to be exact 
in the future and you think, well, yeah, man, I, you know, I sure that makes a whole lot of sense. But what it ignores is how really this, what's really going on math wise, you know, because if I take that $10,000 and I've got $3,700 in taxes that I pay right now, I'm forgetting that that $3,700 is gone forever. And if that $3,700 is gone forever, it's not there for me to earn income on anymore, right? Because it's gone. It's been sent to the government. Now, that $3,700 over that same period of time, I'm using 40 years, I'm using 10% just to, just to use an example so you get this, that $3,700 is about $167,000 in the future. So you look at that and go, well, wait a minute. If I had left it there, I would have enough money to pay that tax that I talked about and then had a lot left over. So it's just, it, it's, it's challenging math. Let's just put it that way uh, to, to actually say that. Now, here's what I look at is what is the bracket that I'm avoiding right now? What tax rate am I avoiding now versus what is it likely to be in the future? And there are a lot of things that actually go make it a little, even a little bit more complex in that we look at our tax systems right now and we go, we got this, you know, 10% bracket, a 12% bracket, 22 and 24, and it just goes on up to 37. And you, know, you got this big push to pay taxes right now with a lot of different entities out there saying, you know, do Roth, do, do Roth, you know, take and, and pay all the taxes and just, you know, take your, con convert your IRAs over. And you even hear this from the government and you see some rules that the government has instituted in order to get people to pay taxes right now. And you think about, well, why? Well, because we've got a federal budget that is a mess and the debt that's out of control. And you look at that and let's say if we get a lot of people to pay taxes right now, convert everything over, pay taxes, pay taxes, and all of a sudden all this money comes in. And then later in the future, can you just imagine it down the road, 20 years, 30 years down the road, and our federal debt is, is absolutely skyrocketed. It's horrible and, it's, and things are bad. The budget, we're still having to pay for stuff and we still need tax revenue. Can you imagine the government sitting there and going, Oh, we got all this money in Roths and it's, it's tax-free. What are we going to do for tax revenue? Hey, folks, have any ideas? And they're talking about talking amongst themselves in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we do what they're doing in Europe and have a value-added tax or a consumption tax like we do with gas taxes? A big part of what you pay for gas is just taxes, but you don't see it because you're pumping that, you know, the fuel into your tank. And as a matter of fact, that's, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Even now, if we go electric, how are you going to get money for the roads for thing? That's a whole different topic. <laughs> ADD. I'm going ADD on us. <laughs> but you think about it, you go, oh my goodness, we pay for road repairs through gas taxes. And I mean, maybe, no, actually, this is a really good example. This is a really good example. I just kind of swerved into it. But you think about this. And all of a sudden, we've been paying taxes on our gas for road repairs forever, right? And now we're starting to look around and go, well, wait a minute. What if more people are starting to drive cars that are run by battery? And maybe that starts to get a little bit better in the future. Or maybe we go to hydrogen or we go to natural gas or whatever. 
And all of a sudden, now we have nobody buying gasoline, which is taxed, and those taxes were being used for road repairs. What is government going to do to make sure that the road repairs take place? Well, they're going to find something else to tax. They're going to figure out some other way of doing this, which is just what I'm talking about regarding this. If all of a sudden everybody's money is sitting in Roth IRAs and you can't tax that money because it's already been taxed, what are they going to do? They're going to look for something else that they can tax and consumption taxes are a pretty obvious example. So, you know, my point being, we have to think like the government does. You know, we have to think, you know, there's, there's this concept we call tax diversification, but this is the thing is that the investment firms use this type of a concept of, you know, pay tax and you move it over and you hear this push because it's emotional. They're not thinking like the government thinks. Or they're not thinking through things. They're just thinking of immediacy. How do we get people? How do we bring them in as clients? We appeal to taxes. Why? Because that's what people want to hear about. They're sold on emotion. We will justify with logic in some way or another. Or if, you know, what I'm talking about ends up happening later on, well, gosh, you just didn't think that the government would do that. And that's exactly what I saw in, in my career. And this is, I've been doing this for a long time. I saw this with tax shelters in the 1980s. There were a lot of ways to reduce your taxable income that sounded really good. And technically they were legal on paper. The only problem was the laws changed. <laughs> and all of a sudden people are caught going, oh, I didn't know they'd do that. And you go, well, you know, if you look at it, it was something that was just likely to happen based on the numbers. You knew somebody would come in and say, this doesn't make any sense. We need more tax revenue. And this is an obvious thing to shut down. These tax loopholes and these tax shelters are an obvious thing to shut down. So I think it's just really, really critical that we think through these types of things. Be very, very careful about the tax tail wagging the dog because you may be the one down the road going, oh man, I just wish that I'd thought through this a little bit more. It is a big marketing thing being used right now. And my premise is watch out because most of the information we get about investing, about financial planning, is really just marketing in disguise. Be aware of it. Think about it. And don't fall for it because it can get really expensive. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.
Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.